Hey folks, welcome to CTF Radio. I'm Adam D and I have with me as always Zardis. Zardis, you want to say hi? Hello everybody. Uh, great to be back as yeah. always. Ad, great to be back as always, exactly. Uh, leading off with that very strong introduction, uh, we have a special guest today of nobody. So we actually have no guests lined up. It's just going to be Jan and I. I don't know whatever title I put in this uh, podcast that made you trick tricked you into watching it, but it's just us. We have no guests. And so the kind of goal today is we're, we're not going to have, so it's right now as we record this, it's basically the, the first of December. We decided we're going to take a little break in December in order to kind of uh, build up a queue of podcasts for the coming new year. We have some cool uh, things in the works, but um, that way we can build up a queue because it's been a little bit, uh, you know, uh, trying to push these out weekly has been a little bit of a of a stretch, especially as we hit. Now we've got 12 in the book. So we kind of wanted to take this opportunity. You can see the Christmas tree behind me. Uh, you know, December, it's a close to the new year, a season for reflection. And so, yeah, Jan and I wanted to kind of reflect back on the this first uh, season of CTF Radio. So why don't you start us off, Jan? Yeah, I, I actually like to think of this as the season finale, right? <laughs> so we had our, our first uh, season. We did uh, 12 episodes. Um, this is episode 13, uh, episode D, rather. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been... Well, don't spoil the plot twist for people. I don't want to know the plot twist of our season finale. So they'll just have exactly. to watch through all the way to the end of the episode. <laughs> to, to wait for the cliffhanger. I think the, <laughs> the plot twist is my hair is just going to get... Or both of our hairs is going to keep going insane. It keeps growing. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. So um, I think it's important, like at the season finale, to to reflect back to the early days, right? And of course, CTF Radio um, was maybe not born, but conceived at uh, DefCon this year, right? It was a virtual DefCon, um, and um, it it DefCon Safe Mode. And because it was DEFCON safe mode, we had this opportunity where we could uh, have a outbrief or whatever, a, a summary of the day um, every day for DEFCON CTF mm -hmm. for everybody. Right? And so uh, this is impossible normally because, you know, in order to do this, you'd have to walk over to a, you know, a, a presentation room. It's just not, not work. There's not enough time. But we could really... Uh, tab into a uh, Discord uh, voice channel and, and 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 just talk. And we got and we got people right. We got audience like people yeah. who were were attending DefCon Safe Mode and didn't know what CTF was or understand what CTF was. These may have been the people that would you know walk past uh, the table in the DefCon the CTF area and say, "Hey, what's going on here?" And assuming yeah. how on fire things are, we'd try to tell them. So, but this time we actually got to go in depth with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and not, I mean, and, 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 and because it was all digital and everyone, there were more breadcrumbs, people were able to reach out afterwards and say, hey, I really enjoyed this part, right? I really enjoyed that you talked about the challenges. I really enjoyed that you talked about uh, what CTF is because, you know, I, I've seen it before and I've seen people, you know, sitting around at tables, but it's, it's hard to truly grasp what's going on. Um, and there were so many varied, I liked X, so many varied X uh, variables there that we realized, you know, we could just talk about a lot of different aspects of the CTF scene and it would be interesting for people. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think, Adam, obviously you, you had this uh, brilliant idea. Let's just, let's just do it. So we just, you know, it's the first step of getting started. It's recording. the same advice we give people to getting into CTF. You just yeah, have a just crazy, silly idea. You just do it and see what happens. And don't worry about that. Neither of us know how to uh, edit video and or audio or do any of that stuff. Yeah, Adam will learn like, on the fly. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jitting your own knowledge, which I think is important. Yeah, so um, so I, uh, looking back, like at the very beginning, is interesting to me because we had kind of no idea uh, would we be talking to the void, and probably initially we were just talking to the void. But very quickly, uh, people started getting excited. Um, my headphones, I think, just died, so that's going to be interesting. But I'll just keep babbling. So people started getting excited, and we were able to um, actually, you know, talk to really Wait, interesting let's... people. Uh, oh, sorry, Adam. I can't hear you. That's okay. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, sorry. I sorry. I. It's going through your going thing, through man. We've done how many episodes of this? Oh, maybe I'll add the bloopers <laughs> to the end of this one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. You I don't see you uploading any. Oh, okay. There we go. You're on. You're on. You're good now. Success. Okay. Um. Yeah. This is. You know. I, I mean. <laughs> All right, so give me a clean. I think edit actually, point, uh, so, let's talk so about talking. the bloopers. Oh, uh, the bloopers. Yeah. I mean, it's mainly just you not being able to know. Uh, it's mainly you not being able to know when uh, you know I'm talking and doing the intro and or outro. So it's a very well defined point. We have everyone on board, and like I just start talking and you interrupt me in the middle of a thing that I had just told you and our guests. <laughs> like I'm going to do this. Uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. insane. I think the first time you read that outro, uh, so Adam is very organized. He's, he's an organized, functional human being, unlike some of us. Uh, and and, and he, he wrote up the outro. He sent it to me. There's a, like a document that like, and this is the outro, and this is the internet, and so on. Uh, and he's going on with the outro, and I don't even real. I didn't read the document. <laughs> I mean, that was a shared folder, and I, I might have. You thought that. like well, Adam just coming up with all this stuff? Magically. Yeah, yeah. this is incredible. He's just going off on it. Uh, and then I, I I jumped in to try to get uh, a like and subscribe in there, but but it didn't didn't work. <laughs> you, you you can. Yeah, I, I edited those out. Yeah, I I can mute right. your side of the audio. That's the great thing about having editor qualities. So yeah, so we we kind of took that idea. Um, the maybe we mentioned it or not, I can't remember, but the kind of the name of CTF radio kind of came to me when I was jogging in the morning. I was like, oh, that's the name. Like, that's that's perfect. We can have the three. And then I think we both were talking about it and came up with the three O's to. Yeah, there you go. In the, the mug in the video that kind of pays homage to Order of the Overflow and our love for all things OOO. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a crazy I mean, crazy journey in the sense that, like, people actually tell us that they listen to this, that, uh, you know, people that we know and don't know or didn't ask or beg to watch it, right? I think that's been kind of the most surprising to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, what I find interesting is a lot of um, our students watch this, right? Um, so there was one um, time when we had a scheduling a very tight schedule where we had to start at 4 p.m. That was the only time that would work for, oh, I think it was one our... One of the guests, let's say. Yeah, I don't remember uh, which episode it was, but I had uh, office hours right up against that. 
And then in office hours, I go through and I demonstrate, I do some live uh, exploitation or whatever the subject of the week is. And, and it was just super rushed. And I had to, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I had to, I have to bail. I bailed. I switched over to the, uh, it was our live show. I switched over to the <laughs> live show. And, uh, and of course, you know, normally we have a recording schedule that whatever, um, if, if you don't have a guest or if, if, you know, whatever, if, if you're a couple minutes late, Adam can keep the guest happy <laughs> or, or vice versa. Yeah. Pretend uh, to talk about setup and audio and those kinds of things. Exactly. Or, you know, if it's just us, then, then, uh, you know, Adam sometimes sits, waits for me for one, two, three hours. No. Uh, but I, I had to be there right on time because it was the live, live show. And then I, I, I go and then I, I see, um, I don't remember, because we were also streaming on Twitch. I have it up on Twitch. Yeah. And it's the same people from my office hours dove into our, our I'm like, oh, cool. They were also uh, kind yeah, of. This is your cool, important meeting. We don't understand ROP, but we got to hear you talk about uh, CTF and answer yeah, questions. Exactly. <laughs> I think I got a nasty gram on rate my professor unfortunately for that one but that's that's <laughs> the the risk of the uh of, of the job yeah it's um, podcasting life man so so that's been that's been super interesting seeing who is uh kind of tuning in um i mean also other than you know our parents and 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 this sort of stuff right um like uh yeah it's 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 been interesting who it reaches and also who who comes back with feedback that, Hey, this was a, a great, um, or this sucked sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if you've gotten negative feedback, but not. Oh, I mean only the times when I mess up the audio of the podcast (laughs) and like the, like the, this happened several times where I don't, I don't know if it's a software using, I honestly don't understand audio or video stuff. It's, it's, I don't like the attitude that it's beyond my capabilities to understand, but I'm at an incredibly new level when it comes to those things. And compared to all the things I understand about computers, this freaking analog signal that just looks like this, I don't understand. So sometimes in our recordings, we'll have these insane pops that are like all the way at the thing. And so I have to like edit those out. Otherwise you get some super weird stuff. Like I think this happened in uh, Corwin's video or in the first video with PVP on Rapship AI where Corwin's audio, I think he had something wrong with his computer. It's right before he crashed. And so he had these insane spikes and I forgot to edit them out. And it caused us to lose for some reason, like four minutes of audio. Like it was mm-hmm. bonkers. Like I don't understand any of this, this stuff. This is, and then this the last is, by the way, uh, everybody, this is a, a guy that literally found a zero day, right? And in, 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 I think PostgreSQL or MySQL's input processing to solve a CTF challenge. <laughs> Where's the audio? How does audio work? I mean, I don't know. It's either. insane. It doesn't make any sense. And so I, and here's the thing. I don't know. You tell me, man, I have the same source, like Final Cut Pro thing. I synthesize an audio version for the pod, like the audio podcast. That one goes out just fine. I synthesize a video version to throw up on YouTube, and that one somehow the audio is cut out for the the last PVP episode we did. Quantum interference it makes sense man. to me. It's quantum interference. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, but anyways, well, I did. I mean, we have, we fixed it. I actually just cheated and replaced the audio on the YouTube audio soundtrack thing. with the with the good quality audio. It was a two minute fix, and of course, I didn't actually try playing that video or just moving it around because. I don't know. It worked all the other times. So yeah, man, that was crazy. So yeah, on the production side of things, it's a little bit, uh, 
hectic and we can understand why people get paid to, you know, do things like produce podcasts and stuff like that. So even though it seems like it's just you and I running on zero budget, which it definitely is, there's uh, a lot of stuff that goes in. But so in nothing about the production side of things and and maybe the, the feedback. So what have been some of the things that now you're taking away from, you know, your understanding of CTFs or the community from doing this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this for me has been an eye-opening experience in a very interesting um, way, specifically with, so what, what, when I think in our first or second, our first video, what is Capture the Flag, right? We talked about, mm-hmm. you know, their CTFs and their war games, um, and then their stuff like Pontoon, but throughout this season, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a thing, the season of CTF sure. radio. Um, we talked to, uh, you know, the, uh, founder of pony racing. We talked to, um, you know, the, um, uh, Fabian from live overflow. Um, and there's this kind of third aspect or, or, or what it's really got me thinking is hey, it's not just like, you know, here's CTF, here's, you know, your Jeopardy, your Attack Defense, your War Games. There's a right. lot of innovation happening in CTF, right? Um, there are, uh, there's Live Overflow, which has, you know, thousands of people watching uh, live hacking, pony racing, competition um, of, you know, live competition. And it's something that, it's not that I didn't know it existed, but I think the first concept of this sort of live CTF um that i'm aware of was at defcon in 2015 or 2016 i think 2016 mm-hmm. no i think 2015 um and uh we were uh all playing for shellfish at the time and shellfish there was like this kind of hidden qualifying event um, for the live CTF. So they only took four <laughs> of the, you know, 16 or whatever teams that were at DEF CON that year. Um, and mm-hmm. there was the first four to solve some uh, challenge that was out there, right? Um, during DEF CON. And so Shellfish was fifth, I think. And and we didn't get to uh, do the live CTF. And then I was like, oh, this sucks. I was very, very tribal back then. Uh, very like uh, shellfish number one, screw everybody else, um, which is actually another <laughs> thing that, um, I mean, uh, you know, of course that ship had to sail when we started organizing DEF CON, but also uh, with this well, We made uh, them podcast. get last place our first year, so. <laughs> yeah, we made them last place ever. <laughs> that ship sailed DEF CON 26, <laughs> real fast. Uh, you know, it's great. It's kind of nice once you leave the ship, if the ship starts sinking, it's kind of nice, nice feeling in some way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you know, maybe we were useful. Um, yeah, so uh, that's been interesting because I, I've been kind of not not really consciously, but subconsciously kind of ignoring the live CTF area ever since it started. And now actually talking to, you know, people involved in that uh, has been really right. cool. Um, oh, and I think, yeah, I think also, that'll be something... Okay. Sir Darkat also mentioned this uh, during the Google CTF, right? Their um, Hackcelerate event that actually right. has since been held. Maybe we should talk to uh, them again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing for me that's been, I think it's along those same lines and, and it's part of 
why, you know, part of why we wanted to do this is to bridge those gaps between the teams, right? It's so easy to just uh, see each other, well, or used to be able to see each other at CTFs and maybe um, you, you kind of, you see them as the enemy that like, you know, CTF doesn't have a lot of like, you know, shake each other's hands afterwards or go out for a beer or whatever that like kind of like sports teams uh, can do. I mean, and so there's just not a lot of like, who are those other people that are at the table? You know, you, you play DEFCON CTF, you're spending uh, 24 hours total over three days next to these people in a room hacking on stuff and you spend zero of that time actually talking to them about yeah. what they're doing and who they are and so to me that was one of the most fascinating things was getting to try to break down those barriers a bit getting to understand and learn from the people from aoe and from ppp and from shellfish about uh, and from the people from overflow as well about like who are these people you know um and so i think that's that's one of the things we definitely i mean Personally, I want to see us do more of going forward, and especially because I know it's a big thing for you, is shining a spotlight on kind of the international yeah. aspects of the CTF community. Yeah, It's going to be uh, super fun in terms of scheduling for us <laughs> and recording times and all of that fun stuff. Uh, but I think it's an important uh, bridge building and kind of community building aspect. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. Uh, because, you know... Sometimes you get some time off to go partying with somebody, right? Um, one night right after the CTF, but it's hard to build a, a deep connection. I mean, it's it's not impossible. I um, vaguely remember those times. To be perfectly exactly. honest, like DefCon twenty six when we I should have brought it up in the in the episode is when we I first met uh, Live Overflow at the uh, DefCon uh, CTF after party. But I vaguely, I mean, we were so sleep deprived. It was honestly insane. And so yeah. seeing, you know, oh, I didn't get to dig in and understand how he got into the, you know, CTF exactly. route. I was, I just got to say, oh, hey, that's so cool. Like, you know, nice to meet you. I, yeah, I've seen you on Twitter and on YouTube and stuff. I, you know. I mean, an another great example, actually, because it is so, uh, you might not expect, but, but, you know, the shellfish episode, right. We talked to Giovanni, right. Chris and Davide, and uh, these are, you know, advisors, colleagues, people that, that we, you know, teammates, uh, we have spent enormous amounts of time with these people and still, you know, we learned like parts of shellfish history of all things. I mean, I was yeah. the, the captain for years and years of so that. There are things I didn't know. New stories, new lore, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, new things about the DEFCON CTF competition itself. Um, yeah, I think that was, that was kind of amazing. And, and so, yeah, I think it's, you know, and I'll say the, the other super interesting thing. And I think what, well, hopefully, you know, people get, I don't know, learn something from this podcast or whatever, or um, I don't know, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think what what I think is, what is it changing about me and the, and the way I approach things? And I think to me, the biggest thing that's been very impressive is talking to really good hackers and seeing that and CTF players and seeing that they got their start in things like Pico CTF and Seesaw. And so I think as a community, we need to think about and personally, what are ways, better ways that we can get people into security so that we have like a nice on-ramp into the CTF scene so that we have people who continue to do this. When you see that, you know, we talk to the, the awesome people from PVP and like, you know, five out of the people we talked to were from, you know, 2014 uh, Seesaw. 
And that you could see that it sparked that interest in them. And that's why they continue to do CTFs today. So how can we do more of those things? How can we bring more people in? How can we get CTF out to the masses at earlier ages so that they can get hooked on this as we are? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, and, and the interesting thing is it's, it's not just theoretically interesting, right? Because, um, you know, we, we create cybersecurity curricula. Um, so it's exactly, it's yeah, we're in a position to actually do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting in practice. Um, do you have anything I, that helps people learn CTF education? You know, I might just be able to find something. Uh, let me see. I have it right here. Um, if you go to hone.college, it's like like almost complete. It'll be complete tomorrow. Course that goes from, hey, I know a little bit about assembly. I know how to write C. I know Python to uh, here, I'm, I'm almost done exploiting this race condition to trigger uh, heap misuse through which I can override the stack, get uh, raw payload executing to uh, get con- uh, code execution to then escape the sandbox by exploiting a kernel vulnerability and get the flag. Yeah, that's, so that's the dream, literally man. one of the challenges. Yeah. yeah, that's great, right? So then, you know, I mean, from our perspectives, right? I think it's definitely got me thinking and maybe you as well. How do we make, uh, you know, pwn.highschool uh, and pwn.middle school yeah. and pwn.elementary school, right? How do you bring somebody into that? And the, the other thing as far as kind of getting people into CTFs, I think that what still sticks with me and I still think about is the episode with Live Overflow when he said he got in through war games and got in two CTS basically on his own at first, right? But he didn't know how to get into CTS because he was playing on his own. So how do you get those people engaged in the game and engaged in CTFs and starting? Because, you know, I mean, we, we learn so much when you're actually CTFing and, and playing with somebody else, you can learn from their knowledge. So how do we help those kind of like, uh, I guess Ronin was already the term used by in DEF CON, right? But these, uh, these kind of lone wolf, People who are, you know, obviously very good and they're either hitting some wall that we talked about with live overflow in terms of education or something, right? And getting them, how do you, how do you have ways to coalesce groups and to create groups and to get people in? Yeah, the, the um, there's an interesting new um, initiative. Uh, actually, one of our awesome guests, Zeta2, uh, has since created a CTF Discord, right? And we should actually probably drop the link in the in the show notes um, where there All are right. just areas to chat about CTF, areas for, uh, there was discussion about making an area for looking for a team. I don't know if it happened. Uh, yes, there's a channel for looking for a team. There's a channel for write-ups, et cetera, right? Voice channels, all of this fun stuff. Um, I think... The CTF community is reacting to COVID in, in, in interesting ways in terms of, you know, becoming more of a community, um, despite obviously the fact that we can't have in-person CTFs here. Um, right. So uh, lowering the barrier of entry of, of new people um, and new teams uh, is obviously an important thing. Um, the interesting thing I think is the podcast 
hopefully had takeaways for the old hats as well, right? right? Um, because uh, we want this to be interesting to CTFers, right? So right. you're playing um, a CTF, you're competing in, in this crazy uh, cybersecurity competition, and then you go and you listen to a podcast and you say, oh, interesting, the, the origin of the Jeopardy style um, was with uh, Ken Shoto or, 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 or whatnot, right? Um, so that's that's uh, the 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 challenge. I think is can we do something through this podcast that would help the people that have already gotten into CTF and that are hovering around the two hundred three hundred um, level problems push through to the four hundred five hundred level problems. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, maybe, you know, some of the things that immediately spring to mind is when you hear people just talking about, you know, the fact that how you get good is you just do a lot of CTFs, Yeah, right? That was basically the common theme from almost That's everyone true. that we talked to. Yeah. And actually, you know, this is especially comes out on the PPP um, exactly. podcast, our episode B. No, sorry. Episode C um, yeah. is, uh, you know, BB kind of try to pump them for all of the secrets. And the secret is you have awesome people that are friends with each other that play CTF, it seems, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, when you, that was, you know, that that in particular was something I really liked and enjoyed about that episode. And, you know, even talking to PVP about how they approach Ropship AI. I mean, that could be another th thing that helps and maybe... DEFCON finals challenges are actually the worst example of this because the only one people who really play DEFCON finals challenges are people, you know, the top teams who are in DEFCON finals. But, you know, maybe for other types of CTS, that would be a great way of trying to learn from other people um, about how they approach those problems, right? I mean, some of the things that we, you know, that we learned from that Ropship AI episode, how, and you and I even, so usually Jan and I will talk to each other after we do a podcast. So we'll do the podcast and then talk about how it went. And after that, we were just like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe nobody's ever talking about how they, you know, solve these and approach these problems before, right? It's it's this, like, nice breaking down of the problem, but you all are trying to solve different parts, and you have multiple people working on different uh, solutions or tackle, yeah. different ways to tackle the problem, and that they had this binary that they instrumented it to, like, you know, put instrumentation in there to understand more so they could optimize their strategy. I mean, this is all stuff that is generalizable skills and strategies that you can apply to a new challenge now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if, if, if someone comes up to us, you know, in, in, in uh, seasons of the future and says, Hey, want you to know, I listened to this and our team put it into practice and it works. That'd be incredible. Other or, or that might've been a carefully planted misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to, you know, assume good faith exactly. on all of our exactly. guests. I think exactly. they, I, I, yeah, they would either just not tell us or they would, I, but I don't think there is any magic. I think that's the beautiful thing. It's like, yeah. you know, no, nobody has like this magic system. They're like, yeah, yeah. We just run the system. It fires flags. And then we, we own people. Or in other words, kind of the, the magic is the hacking that we've all done along the way, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, that's 100%. I mean, that's one of my, um, I'm not really big into magic, but like uh, Penn and Teller, basically their philosophy, as far as I understand it, from some things I read is you basically put enough time into something 
that other people don't believe you would get that good at that thing. (laughs) And that's what magic is, right? Because people, you know, they just don't believe it. Like I I have um, certain tricks in my mind, but I don't want to like spoil weird ones. But yeah, they just like, yeah, you just practice this for days and days and months on end until you can do it so naturally that people, nobody would ever think that you would put the time into that, right? And that's kind of what, what being good at CTF is. And so it's nice to see, and I, obviously the same thing exists in professional sports and different kinds of areas, right? It's like, there's not really a shortcut and sure there's talent, right? You could be born with innate talent in a sport or athletic ability, but if you don't have, if you don't put the work in, you're not going to go very far. Yeah. 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 That's uh, um, I think a very good takeaway that, that maybe we should, an interesting genre of, of episode um, for our future seasons could be we, we um, and we've kind of done this, but we never focused on the person and probably most people would be uncomfortable about that. Anyways, we've always had, you know, let's talk to Crowl about Game Boy and oh, right. But what if mm-hmm. we talk to Crowl about Crowl? Like origins or everything. I guess we talked about our own origin <laughs> stories. Um, yeah, but it'd be interesting to, you know, get, get some of our teammates, get some of the, you know, people from the community and just really dig in to, uh, you know, what made Tyler D seven, Tyler D seven. Yeah. You can just call him Tyler. I think (laughs) you would probably prefer that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that's, that's an interesting yeah, way of thinking about approaching these types of episodes, right? I do think, on the other hand, I think we had a really cool, like when we're able to theme an episode with a guest, like mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. Fabian, like Live Overflow, and we talked about specifically education and CTFs. I think there are kind of, you know, high level topics we can try to hit that can get people in that area. One thing, though, you know, from the production side, the more people we have in an episode, the more complicated, like, logistics are scheduling is editing actually everything is it's kind of a it's yeah. amazing and not something i realized but yeah the, the uh, scheduling definitely... especially um well i mean obviously the production i'm not involved with but the scheduling at least i see the emails um, yes yeah <laughs> exactly and then... so yeah that's but it's I, I think it's a interesting thing to explore different things i mean i think the other thing we definitely i definitely want to get more into is more into the history of things and so, you know, to uh, specifically, I think around DEF CON CTF, I think trying to capture and talk to those those early organizers and have them yes. walk us through their game and how they approach things. I mean, you know, we we have our own view of kind of what's going on now, right? Because we are running it and running DEF CON CTF. But getting to, you know, hear that story, I mean, even the stories of the, uh, from Shellfish, where like, if you didn't, catch it because it went kind of quickly they basically said the organize there was a ctf team that the only reason they did ctf was to advertise their basically their linux patches their kernel patches that would harden their kernel so i guess i I don't know all the details but for me that sounds like they would show up to the ctf apply their patches to the system and basically be like great now nobody can hack us now or whatever and so what did the organizers do? Instead of banning these people from the competition, they said, great, everything's Windows now. <laughs> yeah. And that's like fascinating to me of like how, you know, doing those kinds of things or the awesome uh, School of Root 
um, Kent, uh, wait, what school of root and which one were they when they were pretending to and DD tech? Yes. Yeah. So when they were pretending to play, but also organizing, like that's a fascinating, I I think those stories, I I don't want them to get lost to time. Yes, I I would really like to kind of surface those. I think that's a critical part of our uh, mission as I see it, right? Like, uh, is, is that I think a, another interesting tidbit, by the way, that I found when I was mm-hmm. lecturing about stack protections, I think, in my class this year is that team. Uh, I think they were, they were what, Immunix Security. They mm-hmm. um, were founded by the people that created Stack Cookies, like Stack Guard, oh. in, in, uh, and, and a couple of other. Um, protections I, I don't remember which other ones but may, maybe they were instrumental in like the first nx i don't remember but um yeah it was very interesting to see their names pop up i think i even talked and lecture about you know defcon ctf and, and so on <laughs> uh, that's awesome yeah it was a uh, the shining this kind of uh light on 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 kind of the deep history of CTF is interesting to me. Um, I think what we should actually try to set as kind of a goal is to get, you know, people um, going further and further back, right? Uh, I mean, we had right. uh, Giovanni, the, you know, now known as the godfather of CTF. Um, He's definitely not known as that. Are you trying yeah. to paint him as the oldest person we've had on the podcast? Because <laughs> I don't think you'll appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, Giovanni. Uh, yeah, uh, no, not that, no. Um, that, what I'm saying is, he, 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 his living memory reaches back far in CTF, right? Um, right. You know, yeah. He started. He created his own CTF platform for his class and his own CTF based on reading about CTFs and never having played in them. Yeah. Like that to me is, it's so a crazy, but b totally encompasses the hacker ethos of like. Of or the old school ethos of like, yeah, you read about something and you just build it or do it on your own because you you want to. And so you can see that passion that he still has for the game from those early days of probably reading those either those uh, zines or whatever about about uh, CTFs. Yeah, yep, yep. So I, I think more, you know, uh, I don't want to say old, but like experienced people from that era would be would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, that can reflect on the history. No, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, um, and it would be it would be cool to to reach back. I mean, you know, we haven't had actually any prior organizers on yet. You mentioned we, 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 that's definitely something we're uh, planning to, but like reaching back, like you know, beyond Ken Shoto would be uh, super. One of the original goons involved. I was thinking about that. Yeah, the original goons that would be awesome. Yeah, people lost to time, mysterious <laughs> figures. Yeah, they're just called the goons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You ran DEFCON CTF. Like, yeah. you look now, there's goons everywhere at DEFCON. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they uh, they went mainstream, sold out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think at least from uh, our audience, we can ask, you know, if there's directions you'd like to see us go or not go in or uh, more of this, I think is stuff that we want to know. Like, you know, we could have... You know, some of the types of episodes we have, we have a certain, you know, one person come in to talk about kind of a CTF that they ran, right? So just recently there was Hikon CTF this last weekend, you know, th- things about bringing in organizers, uh, exploring other types of competitions that are beyond the traditional capture the flag. 
history stuff or challenge specific things, I think are another kind of angle here of getting somebody in to talk about a specific challenge. Um, so yeah, let us know, you know, we're, I don't know, it's just the two of us. Like we're, <laughs> we're happy to hear your thoughts of where you think we should go uh, and what you'd like to see more of. Yeah. Another thing we're for sure we'll do eventually when, uh, you know, the pandemic is, is over is uh, kind of live shows on location. Right. That, yeah, that'd be awesome. Be awesome. You go somewhere and like, you know, we're here at HitCon. Just like but the, the tricky thing, of course, if the CTF is going on and you're like, talk, talk to us about the CTF. Please go away. <laughs> I'm, I'm hacking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, yeah, that's uh, definitely happened to us, uh, you know, when. Gosh, it's such a, I mean, people know, and we've talked about it a little bit, like organizing and running a CTF is like a series of peaks and valleys oh, where man. sometimes it's just, it's so slow and there's just nothing to do. And it's 2 a.m. and everyone else has gone to sleep, but you said you'd stay up till four so that, you know, you can make sure that nothing, nothing breaks or you can sound the fire alarm in case there's a huge problem and you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And there's other times where <laughs> somebody walks up and says, I've capped the service and my flags are not getting set. <laughs> and then that just like, you just, your eyes get huge and you just like go into immediate panic mode and start fixing things. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, the funny thing, I, I, we should really have more organizers. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of people organize and plan. We've had several organizers on, um, mm -hmm. But I think only one episode focused on the organization of a CTF that's not ours, right? right? With Serdicat Google, Google CTF was, yep, yep, yeah, and 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 I mean, as as we, I mean, the the other uh, interesting kind of eye opening thing is, uh, we, you know, it's easy to think, okay, everyone else must have their shit together because you know events happen and they they work, right? They're like you know, we are the ones that are 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 crazy. Uh, you know, uh, winging it. Uh, there's like, you know, someone typing flags <laughs> into the, the files manually or something insane. Right. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, well, we have an example, our first year hosting DEF CON CTF finals, uh, DEF CON 26, the first day we didn't have a patch submission system. So, or a pat an automated patch review system. Mm -hmm. So we had one of the poor people on our team, they would people would submit a patch and they would go and check that the patch was valid or not. If it was, then we would manually deploy it. And if not, we would not deploy it. Exactly. And you know, sometimes you gotta go with the mechanical Turk approach and just uh, pretend that everything was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, hosting is is definitely an interesting uh, exercise in adversarial software development. <laughs> That's, I think most people just call it like robust software robust, development. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But but robust, but there usually, is that, you know, yeah. Yeah, and there's an adversarial nature to it in the fact that these are, you know, I guess it's quite embarrassing if you have a security bug in like a normal SQL injection in your uh, web portal to submit flags, right? So exactly. Definitely want to avoid that if we can. Exactly. That That can be bad. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, another interesting thing, if we obviously we can uh, kind of dive through and I mean, I'm looking at the list of episodes and there's, you know, new things that every episode uh, that we could yeah. revisit and, and cool takeaways. But I think uh, we could go into like objective, um, 
measurements in some sense. Like, for example, uh, I think the easy one to start with, what is our like longest episode, right? Uh, the episode with AOE, right? So oh, yeah, where that, we went over DEFCON 28. Winners of DEFCON so, yeah, 28. That, was, that is... Exactly. And I don't think... I feel bad. I don't think we told them it could go that long. We just kind of kept talking and talking and like liked hearing their stories. And then <laughs> exactly. we would tell stories. And then next thing we know, it was like two hours later. <laughs> yeah, that one was super interesting about, you know, the... Um, um, the preparation for DEFCON CTF of, of the winning team um, and super open too, right? This is an, another right. incredible thing of the CTF community. Um, yeah. And I think that was great to like hear from, you know, other people, especially, you know, teams in China about, especially hearing about their structure, the structure of CTFs there, how they kind of have the collegiate teams and mm-hmm. then AOE and some of the other teams are kind of the, uh, professional team that when people get a job and want to also want to do CTF, they kind of join that team. I thought that was, uh, you know, really interesting to, yeah, to which, think about there. Interestingly is one of our selling points for going to grad school at ASU, right? Is like, yeah, you could be a PhD student and do CTF, you know? And it's super interesting that, uh, you know, that the U.S. hasn't quite done that yet. Although I don't know, maybe we will find out more when we talk to the samurai people, but uh, at least you kind of have PVP that has been this team that has maintained over the years, also shellfish, a team that's maintained over the years. And so you haven't necessarily seen this like coalescing into this like professionally run team. So I think that's just kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, that's it's an interesting concept, actually. Um, hmm. I don't have a quick uh speculation for why this, this should be something yeah. we explore um yeah. all right next one uh most popular video well this one is the easiest by far so apparently so we invited you know fabian and live over aka live overflow on because we think he's really cool and we are big fans of his work and his youtube videos and uh, you know we've met him in person and so <laughs> We, we had him on not realizing what it means to bring somebody on who has 500,000 YouTube followers and tens of I have probably like 50,000 Twitter followers. So that like video blows all of our other videos out of the water with like over 4,000 views and counting. So uh, thank you, you know, Fabian for coming on to our little show and gracing us with your presence. We definitely got the uh, live overflow bump from that in terms of subscribers and watch time and views and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, we, it's basically like outclasses everything else by just an absurd amount. The, the next most amount of views is our very first episode with 700 views. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so over 4,700. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a lot. Cool. Uh, and I guess that probably also means that's our, our biggest, uh, you know, repeated listener bump and, and, and everything basically. Yeah. It's hard to, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge uh, YouTube analytic mm. person because I don't want to spend all my time trying to figure out how to hyper optimize our whatever for likes and clicks and subscribes. And I don't know, I don't want to play that game. I just want to like, so then, stuff, uh, but... you know, just the, the, the question that, that all that, how rich are we now? Like, you know, what's that? <laughs> what, what are you, have you millionaires uh, yet? 
Yeah, we are definitely not millionaires. Uh, we have, I think, technically lost money on this now that you made me think about it and say it out loud. So, so wait, uh, if you need money, I can advertise the smooth, smooth taste of tea. Tea should pay us. Who's going to pay you? The tea lobby, man? Like, <laughs> Big tea. I, if tea delivers wants to, you know, we'll give exactly. them a shout out. <laughs> Bill, Nothing Bill goes collab. better with CTF than my CTF That's collection right. of tea. Exactly. Right before yeah, the, no, we're not uh, making any money. I guess we'd be happy to if somebody wants to throw us some money. Uh, the very first thing that we'll go to, though, is for somebody to edit these these episodes. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> it's not going into our pocket first, man. There's, it's got a bucket that it's going to. That bucket is dry. Uh, and that will save me time. So what you're telling me is... Once again, we struck out on our million-dollar idea. It's only 12 episodes, man. You That's know, true. Uh, it could happen. Um, one day. I'm trying to think of a rock band. If a rock band gave up after the first 12 songs, you know, who knows? Maybe we're looking back at our fifth season, thinking about, uh, you know, in our big, fancy yachts, uh, thinking about the the amazing exactly. amount of money we're getting on YouTube. Like the robbing zombies. We're also cheating. Uh, I don't know how many podcast subscribers we have either because we're cheating and hosting it on github <laughs> so i took the that we don't have a server to host it it's literally a static site generator that generates all the episodes are on github and so that's just where it is now and like we haven't hit their limit all of our episodes have been under the 100 meg limit Great. and so i'm just gonna keep doing that until github's like hey your repo is way too big yeah <laughs> please stop abusing our platform <laughs> Well, you know, give hackers some tools, man. They're going oh, to figure right. it out. And and that's, I think, what I, you know, I think it actually goes into part of the ethos of, like, not worrying about all this stuff. Like, I found a, you know, a Jekyll-based uh, static site generator that's specifically for CTFs, and that's just what I use to create the site. It's nothing fancy. I didn't even, I, like, very lightly, lightly, lightly modified it, and... Uh, yeah, no, I just push it out to a GitHub repo and it uses GitHub pages to do everything and it just works. Like, And I know in the future, we always can, you know, I can spin up a server somewhere. We can set all that up, use AWS for the episodes, whatever. But like, I don't know. You don't want to let that stop you from getting in the way of like actually getting stuff done and getting your work out there to the world. You have to wait until we do something controversial and like to move to the dark web. <laughs> CTFradio.onion. <laughs> Yeah, or you have to do, can't you, uh, isn't there, didn't Facebook release something with like where you can get vanity onion URLs where you keep like trying to mine keys yeah. until you get something with a hash of, yeah, CTF radio. If somebody has that, you know. So why? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the the hacker ethos, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised we don't have like episode1.txt, episode2.txt. Yeah, man. I, this is part of it. You start at the conventions and you just kind of got to stick with it. Um, yeah. But going on to superlatives. So what was your favorite episode? Oh, man. This is uh, this is an, in uh, an interesting question. Um, it's like choosing between children. Uh, I can tell the one in the background right now is your favorite one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god yeah that's the the problem you get a good microphone so people can hear you and then uh it, it picks up everything in the house um oh did, speaking of 
microphone speaking up everything in the house. I two nights ago, I was working on um, either my next lecture or something or, or challenges. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I was setting up OBS and I accidentally clicked stream. And for 30 oh, no. minutes, I was streaming this empty room and my cat sleeping on the on the uh, thing. Just porch how many subscribers there. did you get? Um, that's an interesting question. I didn't check how many views it had. Um, yeah, that, that's <laughs> Pwn College. All your hacking needs. It's like one of those Zen Cohens. That's right. right. Like, exactly. Mm, is he saying that like you know you have to be like a cat and let your mind go free in order to hack this stuff? <laughs> or or the lo-fi style. I should just have streams like the night before assignments are due. Just exactly <laughs> all right but you're um, avoiding the question sir and you've stalled long enough you're you're what right your favorite episode uh you know what's interesting probably my favorite episode i would have to say is um um other than the i really enjoy talking about myself so i really liked the the early episodes where we were just talking about ourselves but uh my favorite episode the one i learned the most is probably uh ppp history right mm. um that one um, is interesting in that uh, they were um, very open about, mm -hmm. you know, the, the history and the progression of PVP. Um, they uh, also, I mean, represent people that we've interacted with in the CTF community constantly. And yet there's a lot there that, um, you know, we had people have assumed everything from, you know, PPP uses mayhem to win CTFs to, to a lot. And, and we got to actually dig in and, right. and explore this. Um, and obviously knowing the state of automated program analysis, I didn't think the mayhem thing was, was the case, but um, the, uh, obviously, but... <laughs> you know, exploration there. Um, and, and also just because um, there were so many people that had kind of different relationships to us there, like, uh, you know, uh, um, I was actually, Ubuntu played with Shellfish during a um, SecCon finals in, I think, early oh, 2016. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I, that's where I first met him. Um, where versus like, you know, Tyler, I first met at DEF CON on the, the DEF CON game floor where, uh, Jay, I first met at a conference or workshop, <laughs> right? Academic workshop. So That's it's crazy. like, you know, different, uh, people in different contexts. And you didn't bring any of this up in the, in the episode? Dude, it was already an hour and a half long. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Man. But I yeah, guess. that's a super interesting background. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I think for me, man, there's so many good ones. I really liked our chat with uh, Fabian, and it's not just because it brought us a bunch of viewers, but I love talking with him about you know approaching CTFs and education and security like education because it's something that's super near and dear to our, our hearts. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the Ropship AI episode. I think like some of the best episodes is when I'm sitting there recording. And I'm listening to them and like, I'm fascinated by what they're saying and the discussion and what's happening. And like that, at the end of that episode, I just, I freaking loved it. And I was like, oh my God, like this was so cool. And Jay Corwin and Matt were so great. And Antonio was good. And we had the challenge author and the people and like, oh, did you do this? Did you do this? And 
Ropship and Ropship AI are these challenges that like when Antonio was describing it to me, I was like, you're an insane person. Like I have no effing idea what you're talking about here. What do you mean like a Rop that's going to play a game? Like that, that concept is like bonkers to me. And of course, you know, over time I, I understood more and more. So to get him to tell that story and to have it like to bridge the two years of DEF CON together between Ropship and Ropship AI, um, I really, really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one was super interesting. Maybe it's Jay. He's the secret. He's our only repeat guest, and, and then the episodes he's been on have come out twice now. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Jay's. I mean, obviously, Jay was great. So yeah, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really um, like those episodes. What about the episode best prequel? So which episode do you think what? best deserves a sequel? Oh, that is a weird way of phrasing that question, mm-hmm. but sure. Um, you're kind of asking a little bit, who would I like to talk to again? Um, in some sense. In some sense. I think we could talk to Live Overflow again about mm-hmm. uh, many different aspects. So a little bit peek behind the scenes. When I started asking him if he wanted to come on, you know, I pitched some topics. He pitched a bunch of topics. He had like a huge list of topics, which we actually then took and threw in our topics doc. Um, and so I think, you know, I think with, so there's a lot, I think we can get into with live overflow. There's a lot of different aspects of the CTF and security community. And I think, you know, I'd actually love to talk to him about streaming and like, and this whole mm-hmm. content creation business. Cause I just like, don't, un- I mean, I think they, he understands it at a level that I just, I don't. And there's other people out there that are like that. And on a similar note, I would love to, and this actually loops into what you talked about at the beginning of the episode, uh, talk to Zeta2 and maybe get other people like Cyphertext and other people who've done casting to try to understand how do you make CTS and security spectatable? Because I Mm -hmm. still think, and and I know you do too, it's a major, major, major problem in uh, CTF competitions is how do you how do you make it so that people want to watch this stuff so that the people walking past the DEF CON booth don't just see a bunch of people on their computers as if they were walking into essentially any office building in America, right? Like, how do you make it so that they're actually doing, and we tried to do that a little bit with, you know, when we had in DEF CON 27, we had Ropship, the, the game playing, or we had Doom playing. But even there, it's like, it's so hard to convey what the teams are actually doing because they're not just playing Doom. They're hacking Doom that's running on an original Xbox and and they have to hack it in order to even shoot. So the fact that they were shooting in that episode, in those videos was insane on its own. So I think that's my answer. Yeah. And I cheated by doing two. No, that's fine. I think I think um, a couple of uh, things that I think are very well suited for sequels on um we kind of started in in the early days uh my first what four episodes really five if you count the ropship ai um is mm-hmm. about oh right and right. and so we covered maybe uh us two and then three um uh different OO members but we have quite a lot of incredible teammates that i'd, I'd like to uh, see more um to talk to obviously even though we talk to them all the time um, it's it's crazy how much I miss these people because we didn't get to have a DEFCON 
you know, together at Defcon Flaws. We were just on. Yeah, on you missed season. the week beforehand when we were all in the same exactly. house, just working on stuff. Man, I, God, I can't believe that. Yeah, I, I think crazy. having, for example, uh, Aimbot on to talk about organizing, like the, the organization, oh. the event um, angle. I don't know though. It might scare off any potential future organizers. That's right. So exactly. We can be do that very careful of timing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think another one that would be interesting is uh, episode B, the, the shellfish um, history mm-hmm. episode, right? Um, because of how much I learned about shellfish, despite, you know, basically pouring my life into shellfish uh, from 2010 uh, until I graduated, until we found it all. Um, that is very interesting in the sense that I'm sure that there is some generation of shellfishes between, uh, kind of the, the height of Giovanni's, who's the godfather of CTF, Chris's and, um, Davide's power. Then, you know, there was another generation that rose up and then another generation that was me and you and and so on and now there have been like several generations since right the, our, our students that you know uh, uh are, are are now you know capping flags with shellfish uh they are you know two three generations removed from us right um and that would be interesting to see we got that in the ppp episode um, because yeah, that it, was a good. I think they did made it at a great approach. I mean, we didn't even ask them to do this. That's all credit goes to them for yeah. getting. You know, I just asked uh, uh, Tyler if you know they wanted to do an episode about this, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let me see if any of the like captains, right?" So they have that very clear cabal of cap clear, but cabal of captains that you know are still Captain Emeritus that are still mm-hmm. basically helping run PPP, and so yeah, that was I think a great. Yeah, getting to see that like almost like a vertical, vertical or horizontal—I don't know—a slice of the PVP uh, like captainhood mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, yeah. So I think something uh, a couple of sequels of of shellfish would be super interesting um, because now we've seen yeah. the origins, we've seen the early years, um, but there's still a gap before even I showed up, right? Um, because by the time I showed up, uh, it was you know. Uh, well, you Luto showed up right when Will graduated, and, so and that's Nick. what. Sorry, yeah, Ludo and Nick, they would be good. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying you showed up right when uh, the same time that, um, oh, no, no, two years after. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. So 08 is when Will graduated. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, fuck, no, 09. All right, damn it. Yeah, I showed up the day after uh, Vika graduated. Yes. So, yeah, so I overlapped with Vika and Will during my master's, yeah. but I wasn't like, you know, full-fledged. At least I didn't have a PhD to... <laughs> Yeah, uh, absorb all of my non CTF time, I guess. So I didn't, I wasn't going full hard into CTF, but I did play a lot. Yeah, something like this, and you know, I, I think that that would be a very cool series. Um, you know, what might be really interesting is a community episode where we get Ronin on, talk about, you know, <laughs> like or or like you know, people that have soloed CTFs. I know, um, obviously, Geohot, uh, Relmot has done hmm. uh, a couple of solos. Uh, there's, you know, Fish has uh, done a solo. I don't remember which CTF, but I think he, he won it um, during wow. during a conference. I don't remember what it was. 
Anyways, like the security and privacy CTF or was it, so it wasn't affiliated with the conference. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Cool story. Exactly. This is, this is why we should have an episode about it. Soloing CTF. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, like free solo, right? Like the people yeah. that climb uh, yeah. rock cliffs with a, no, yeah, free soloing CTFs. Hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I think it can be very cool. Anyways, there's quite a lot of, uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, um, episodes and we have an uh, idea list as long as, as, as our hair. Um, and it keeps, it keeps growing too. It keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it's oh, like, I think the, the other thing that we've talked about in the past that maybe you want to throw out here, right. Is, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, bridging the gap between like international organizations, getting to know other international organizations. But the other thing that I know is really important to you is what is the CTF scene like in those other countries? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So we kind of got a hint of that with AOE and talking about they had, um, what's that CTF that runs all the time that they have? uh, Like the, the, yeah. Yeah. The the league. The league or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like what, what is, what does the CTF scene look like in different countries? Or, you know, the, the, sounds like the Korean CTF team is basically, or CTF scene was basically the impetus for creating PVP. Mm -hmm. Right. Brian had competed in some and got uh, Tyler and others to, play in uh in those ctfs so you know what is what are those scenes like what do they kind of ctfs do they play in yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's uh, i think everyone can expect some uh interesting stuff in future seasons this is the sort of uh you know cliffhanger or rather the the sort of thing like you know the um the office i guess had had this sort of sudden departure of a character like, oh, what are you saying? What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Now that we've uh, built it all up, who knows? <laughs> we come back and uh, Adam has to uh, tell the world the sad fate of Zardis. Oh, man. You are making me too happy. <laughs> too <laughs> or that Christmas tree could fall on you right now. That can be the, the, the cliffhanger. That's life. That's how it goes. I don't think anybody would ever see this episode because you'd have to figure oh, out. How yeah, edit I'd, it. I'd have to contact support. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Anything else you want to say? I think we're close to the end. You already left a cliffhanger of who may or may not be back next exactly. year. Exactly. You'll kill off one one character. Um. <laughs> what else? I. I I think the takeaway is it has been very cool to see how human the CTF scene is, right? It's very easy to think about these top hackers as gods. It's very easy to think about these top hackers as, uh, you know, um, socially inept uh, people locked in their basements. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, But it's uh, uh, over and over with every single episode, We've seen awesome, personable people that are passionate about security and just want to push the field forward. And that's great. Um, maybe we get, just have the right people on, but uh, it's been it's been very cool to see that. Um, definitely not what a what you might consider like a, a highly competitive field 
might be like, but actually I now suspect yeah, maybe they are all like this. Right. Maybe you just don't see that from the outside. Exactly. Right. And I think that's what, that's what's been so nice. And it's, it wasn't something that we thought we'd discover. We weren't like, Oh, let's shine the light on these awesome yeah. humans behind CTF. It was like, Oh, let's get to know these people <laughs> for all of, you know, who they are and their, uh, potential flaws. And it turns out everyone was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So here's to another uh, awesome season of awesome people. Yeah. Come we'll check us out in the new year. year. We'll, yeah, exactly. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. I'm Adam D. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Dupay. He's Zardis. You can find him on Twitter at Zardis. Together we're CTF Radio. And you can find us online on YouTube or Twitter, Twitter at CTF Radio OOO. And you can send us questions through email at ctfradioo at gmail.com. And who knows, your questions may end up on a future episode of CTF Radio. Take care and happy hacking. Enjoy the holidays. <laughs>